This is episode 240 of the Illustrious Gentleman podcast. That's Scott in his Arsenal supporters beanie. I'm Ryan, and this is the Illustrious Gentleman. Uh, go to patreon.com slash super75studios, and you get to watch unedited live versions. So if you're a patron, you had 18 minutes of what just happened. Beautiful. You can watch all of it. You can watch me being racist. Worth every penny. Racist me showed up before I started editing this podcast. It's certainly uh, classist. I don't know about racist. Yeah, I'm a. Yeah, I'm not racist. Yes, I am classist. That's for sure. Classy fellow like me. Uh, you can also go to tickshow.com, get all your info there, and at tickshow.com slash merch, you can get shirts. Someone bought two shirts this week. I don't know who they were. Bless their hearts. And I mean that in a good way, not in a shitty southern way. Um, <laughs> tickshow.com slash merch. Well, you can I get never. Shirts coasters and stickers uh follow us on socials uh, on twitter and instagram at tig underscore show i saw you drinking something but it could be a pepsi it is a pepsi okay all right scott's a teetotaler now that's okay i'll drink for two I'll i'm just still excited day. about the super bowl halftime show Yeah, why wouldn't you be? Uh, I am drinking a Walter Station. They're a local brewer. Uh, Walter Station, uh, uh, not anything that needs to be addressed on the podcast and not anything that's super serious or anything like that. But mental health and health in general has been on my mind lately. Obviously, I ate a fried chicken sandwich and a a pitcher of beer for lunch. Mm -hmm. And I've been slamming Miller Lite since I got home. So health is top of mind. Uh, but I did end up getting this beer. It's from Walter Station Brewing called Just Be Nice, and it's a suicide prevention beer. So they donate a part to uh, mental health services and suicide prevention. There's a little code on the side. I don't know how much they donate to it. Uh, there's a little code here. You can text to it, Brew for Hope. You know, sometimes I sometimes I text Brew for Hope for, like, better IPAs, but I think this is for mental health services. Uh, but yeah, I like it. It's also got a cool can design. If you're just doing, I mean, this is a throwaway design for like a, a beer that is just, uh, a charity beer and they did a really good job on the design. Uh, it's got the suicide prevention hotline number on the front. It is a 5.2% American Amber ale. And I am all about just be nice. Don't be a dick. That's That's my religion. Yeah. I mean, I don't always adhere to it much like priests of other religions but i do my best uh and uh donald (laughs) right (laughs) yeah i'm trying (laughs) some sometimes sometimes you uh you fiddle around with the choir boys of negativity that's right yeah hey don't tell your dad but i hate everything today Uh, Donald H. on Untapped says, it's malty with a smooth, sweet mouthfeel. So he's right in our wheelhouse. Yeah, the the Catholic priest jokes are writing themselves. Upstairs neighbors are home, so you're going to hear a bunch of elephants uh, running around here in a second because I can't get quiet to save my fucking life. Maybe I should call 1-800-273-TALK because I can't get any peace in this world. Well, that's what beer is for. That's right. It's okay. Good. Now I feel better about myself. Uh, TikTok, uh, I got nothing. I actually have in my notes nothing. And then I have Olympics question mark. And then I have problem with, mon- problem, with, problem with money and human rights. 
is my next note after Olympics. Sure. So, I mean, are, are you like me? Like I I'm on up, board with all of those things. Yeah. So I grew up loving the Olympics. Like I love certain things. I don't watch no, everything. I never watched the Olympics. But I grew up loving watching the Olympics. And as I get older, it's becoming more and more difficult to watch the Olympics because it's all just – it's like it's like uh, it's like it's like collegiate sports. All, there's a ton of money there, but none of it is going to these uh, to these athletes. It's all just corruption, and it's it's currently in China, which is human rights uh, wasteland. Uh, the World Cup this year is in Qatar, which is a human rights wasteland. Like, how do I enjoy what I want to enjoy when other people are suffering because of it? Scott, tell me. Well. As a true red-blooded American, I couldn't give a shit about the rest of the world or any sport that's not football. Yeah, I saw your flag you posted on social media today. I saw the So, flag. I don't know. I got no answers for you. I am not an Olympics fan. Okay. I, so I, not- I don't get it. I mean, it, it feels like a thing that should be kind of in my wheelhouse. I like things that make me feel like part of a larger world. It, it is a global thing, you know. It touches, yeah, like every corner of the planet. But what are you coming at me with? Yeah, I don't know. Like curling, uh, snowboarding, man, well, get out of here. Curling, neither American team won. Shit the bed. Olympics, hockey, both teams shit the bed. I mean, the women got the silver, but when you're in a two-team race. Second place doesn't matter, right? Like, uh, no one else was going to get the silver except for USA or Canada. I mean, if it's something I'm not going to know anything about, it needs to be at least entertaining to watch. And I don't find any of these things compelling have you watched, at all. Have you watched, uh, have you heard the good word about the skeleton? I'm sorry? The skeleton. It's a one man sled or woman, it's a one person event where they go face first down a, on a sled. At like seventy miles an hour. Okay, that's 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 a, a sport you should watch. Do like people get win. fucked up? You can get fucked up, but there's not like nor it's not they don't normally die and shit. I don't oh. think so. If that's what you're looking for, so it's not going to appeal to me, red blooded American fan, who only watches NASCAR to see people die. No, you only watch NASCAR because you're afraid of uh, right hand turns. Like they terrify you, so you watch NASCAR. Man, lefts are. Uh, that's where the danger is, and that's all they do, man. Yeah, except it's a one. They're taking lefts on a one-way street, so it's not that dangerous. Like, oh, I wonder if the guy in front of me is going to cut me off. He's not going to cut me off because we're going the same direction for the next five hundred miles. All right, so I got nothing for TikTok. I don't know if you wanted to bring something up at this point of the show. Uh, um, no, TikTok is not. We don't do Rex now, right? That's at the end now. Yeah, but I mean, basically, this whole show is going to be a show of Rex. So if you wanted to wreck something. Uh, uh, started Euphoria on HBO. Uh, that is not a bingeable show. It is a lot I think I watched uh, – I was in a hotel last year in Yuma, Arizona, and uh, we were watching UFC, and I started to hear the dulcet sounds of snoring next to my ear, which meant my wife was out. So I was like, oh, I'm not ready for bed, so let me see what else is on. And I caught the tail end of one episode of Euphoria, and I think I had the same thought. Like, 
I think this is supposed to be sexy, but they're children, but I'm uncomfortable. And that's my wheelhouse. Like being uncomfortable is where I live. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. So I just turned it off and sat awake in the dark. for like Okay. Um, no, I, I, it's definitely not supposed to be sexy. Okay. Well, I mean, um, when I say sexy, I mean uh, alluring in any way. I don't mean like Kelly LeBrock sexy. I just I, mean, uh, is it supposed to make Kelly me feel Kapowski something? sexy? Oh, Jesus Christ, you're a baby. <laughs> I, I, it is well done. It's super well acted. It's, um, I appreciate it, but goddamn. Is it intense emotionally, yeah, and, I, and it's it's not. I don't know. It's not a feel good show. A lot of shows aren't, but that's sort of the same problem I had with shit like ER, where I don't care how well it's done, especially, but because it's just such a fucking bummer all the time. Yeah, I also I think maybe from what I know about Euphoria, there's a lot of teenage drug use, and yes. I have a, I have one final teenage son that I'm trying to fucking get to make it right, like to make it. So I don't know if I want to watch that and just be like, yeah. All it does more, is make him scared anxious. to death of what's coming. Yeah, especially in the fucking uh, Gilbert School District, GUS Gusset. I mean, shit's shit's crazy up in Gusset. Ugh. I'm sorry. I gave out to a listener. Where Straight you out of the town of Higley. <laughs> yeah. North of Chandler. NOC, baby. We are NOC. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're EOM. You're EOM and NOC. That's right. This is... Uh, yeah, you're... This township is gangsta. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that. Maybe I'll watch it. I'll I'll watch it and feel even worse. That I don't want to watch things that make me feel even worse. That's why we're doing a posse sode today. Yeah, that means a positive episode. I don't yeah. know if that's clear. All right, should we get into it then? Do you have more notes for your TikTok? No, I have I have no notes for it. No notes Nothing. for the whole program. Okay, uh, so this is pretty interesting. I I. Uh, this morning, my studio mate, uh, Jay Gonzo, asked, uh, what are you guys talking about today? And so I told him, and I said, kind of like comfort food films. And he, he said, movies you'll watch when they come on or comfort food films? Because mm-hmm. that's, that's not even the same thing. Like, I was, in my mind, I was sure. like, if I scroll across it, I'm watching it no matter what, that yeah. makes the list. But sometimes I'll watch a movie that makes the list of I'll watch it whenever it comes on. But it's not something that I would consider comforting either. Mm-hmm. So I guess I went with more comfort food films, something that I can just put on and I'll always have a good time. Shut yes. your brain off. It is it is the uh, three beers in of movies is kind of how I made my list. I follow the same parameter. Okay. And I'm sure it's way too short. I actually had a hard time thinking of a list of movies because movies that I think are really well-made movies aren't necessarily movies that I put on to have a good time. Like uh, my favorite movie of all time, my, my two of my favorite movies of all time are True Romance and The Professional. And I can't just always watch those movies. Like I got to be mm. in the mood to watch those movies. Uh, so these I think are that's, movies. One, that, that, that's one of 
the qualifications I had was something that I think is well done because I, I find enjoyment and excitement in that. Oh, I don't think obviously you need if you've listened to any fucking episode of this show, you will know that I do not enjoy things that I do not feel are well done. Yeah. Like steaks. Uh, yeah, I chose the same thing. Like I think all of the all the movies I chose, I think have something in them that I can attach to and be like, I could apply this to what I do, or I could apply that. That's a great written scene. It's well written. It's well, mm-hmm. you know, as a comic book artist, you have to uh, you have to be a cinematographer. Oh. They always say you got to be a cinematographer, writer, director, blah blah blah. So I think every movie I chose uh, could fall in. I could pick something from that category. To apply to my own work but most of all it's got to be fun and i think i chose movies that i think are fun uh all right but i didn't it doesn't have that. to be fun i don't think all of my does. movies are fun movies okay i don't want to put on a movie at any point that makes me feel sad like i don't know about you like but sometimes when i'm trying when when my wife and i are sitting on the couch and we're like what do you want to watch tonight or whatever i will I will have to put in my, like, am I in the mood to watch something that makes me have to work and think hard and be in the mood to watch it? Uh, and these, sure. movies, these movies, I'm always in the mood to watch, and I don't have to put, I don't have to expend any of my limited energy. I'm like Al Simmons. I got limited energy for the rest of my life. I can't expend it all the time on watching like Donald Trump. movies. That's why he doesn't exercise because he believes the body has a finite amount of energy. Wow. I didn't think we were going to go there today, but uh, yeah. So, okay. Uh, I guess we can get into it. I didn't know if you want to go by category. My, my movies are my now movies those, have... those two. I, I'm pairing them now. Great. Great. I can't exercise anymore. So now I, I'm seeing the, I'm seeing the clock, the, the gauge next to Trump every time I see him now. Yeah, he's just like Spawn. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if you want, how you wanted to do this. I have only two categories of films, so we can just go by movie. It doesn't have to be in categories. Uh, no, I didn't but, break them down into right. categories. All right. Uh, my first note is basically any 80s action movie. Okay. Like? Predator, fucking uh, com- uh, Commando, uh-huh. Bloodsport. Uh, oh. Maybe the first two Steven Seagal movies. You know, I just, don't know what those are. Oh, fucking, there's one where he's, uh, there's one where he's in a coma. Does he fight while he's in a coma? No, he fights when he gets out of a coma. Uh, there's Under Siege with that. that oh, Under Siege. Under Siege was '90s, wasn't it? Erica Laniac, so. was it? Well, I whatever. So. I remember seeing that in theaters. It fit the mold, but like Cobra, Tango, and Cash. Sure. All these, all these garbage eighty, not garbage, right. like. Yeah, Rambo's. Uh, not the the first one's a little the too first grainy. One, yeah, first one's a real movie. Rambo two, I'm on board for that shit. Um, yeah, so just like, just like a big beef, just like I like my comics, big beefy dudes fucking shit up. I'm hmm. into that. Yeah, yeah. What's your what's your go to genre before we get into movies? Then what's your go to genre? Okay, I'm gonna look at my list. I see. I see a pretty even split of action adventure and comedies. 
Yes, mine as well. You don't have a lot of period dramas in your list. Then. Ooh, um, no period dramas. I have a period comedy. Oh, is it Your Highness with Natalie Portman and uh, spoilers? <laughs> Isn't that what it's called? Her and uh, Ricky Bobby, or in the movie called Your Highness, <laughs> Ricky Bobby, not Ricky Bobby. Uh, no, uh, you base- can do it. God damn it! Baseball. He's pounding down. Yeah, righteous gemstones. What's his name? Yeah, yeah Danny yeah. McBride. Danny McBride. Yes. Yeah. Natalie, I think I think that's Natalie Portman, possibly after she won an Oscar, might have been in Your Highness. Could have been yeah. before. I don't I, know. I, I hear tell it's one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah. It's that and Plan 9 from Outer Space, I think. Yeah, they're tied. Okay, uh, what's first on your list, and let's get into it. The first film I wrote down Oof. was a film we've watched on this show. Cinema. That's right. Uh, the first moving picture I have listed is Scott Pilgrim. Um, it, 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 it will never, ever, ever, ever fail to bring a smile to my face, no matter what's going on. Do you think that's out of the, out of the list of your movies you have on your list? That doesn't make sense. Is uh-huh. it the movie? Is it the movie you've seen the most? List. Maybe, maybe since it's been released, is it the movie you've watched the most since it's been released? On your list? No. Okay. Um, oh, wow. Last no, Jedi is going to show so. up. Yeah. Wait, wait until listener gets a load of Last it's, Jedi. Uh, I don't know. It, no, it's not a movie I put on a lot either because it's not currently streaming on anything and I don't own it. So when I do watch it, it feels like a special treat. Yeah, after we you watch know? it on the show – after we watched it for this podcast, I uh, I found myself watching the uh, the music videos from it on YouTube, like incessantly for weeks. Specifically, the Clash Great of stuff. Demon Head, Clash of Demon Head YouTube videos. They it does something for me. Yeah, I, I, I know all, all of it. There's there's no there's there's no part of it that drags or. That uh, I, I I think is worse than any other part. Would it be your favorite Simon Pegg movie, or does something else show Ooh. up on your list? Well, it's not a Simon Pegg movie. Oh, it's I thought an Edgar it was. Wright movie. Oh, um, they're, they're interchangeable. Ooh, I yeah yeah, I think it is. Um, because I would place. That's probably the only Edgar Wright movie I would place on my list of my favorite movies. I don't think the rest of them compete with uh, the rest of that particular list. But okay. goddamn, do I love that movie. What's Once not you to love be gone, it? now you will be gone. Okay, so uh, without trying to... Um, and I can edit this. It's minute 38 as we record this. Uh have you ever read the comics? Do you have any I was to just going to say, I know I'm a comic book guy, but I feel the same way about this as I do about Harry Potter. I'm sure Brian Lee O'Malley is a lovely person. I respect uh, all the work that he put into it, but it's, 
I can say for near 100% certainty, it's never a thing I'm going to make time for in my life. I don't need it. This this thing I have is already per perfection. You know. Yeah, and, and if I don't need another version of it. If you're Mr. O'Malley, uh, you probably made more money off the movie anyway, so he's probably okay with that. He won't throw down a glove and challenge you to a duel if you ever meet him. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he will. Yeah, I don't know. It, but yes, that was the first thing on my list. Okay. Yeah. I, so I had a difficult time making my list. Like I said, just because I have no recall. I was talking to my wife the other day. Like, I don't, it's not that, like, so I used you? to, yes, I used to joke that, like, I don't remember in, inconsequential things because I maxed out on memory in my tiny little brain. But like, I also realized like I don't have specific memories from when my kids, when my kids were children, like I have vague memories. I kind of remember when they were this age, but I can't recall a specific memory. I, so I, I can't either. I just think my memory is just total shit. Uh, so I, most of my list is, is movies within the last, let's say 15, 20 years, just because I'm a piece of shit. But first of all, is the best movie in a franchise that has wild swing and misses, like terrible to great. And I'm going with Fast Five Rio, baby. If you only watch one fast movie in your life, it's got to be Fast Five. It's the epitome. It is the Mount, it is the Mount St. Helens. It is the uh, K2 of the Fast franchise. Uh it bridged that gap between when they were just street racer hoodlums. Now they're superhero super spies. This movie, they were just super badass uh, thieves. It also introduces The Rock, super swollen with baby oil all over him as Hobbs. Like, uh, and I might, I think it also maybe introduced Gal Gadot into the franchise. Uh, I didn't watch Tokyo Drifter, Too Fast, Too Furious, so I don't know if she showed. You up haven't seen Too Fast, Too Furious? I have not. Uh, but insane stunt driving, a great heist movie, maybe the best. Uh, not only that, the the reveal in the in the third act, the the third act itself, they are just dragging a bank vault through the city of Rio, just leveling shit, towing it behind two souped up Dodge Chargers. Uh, some asshole out there is like, oh, they're Camaros. Fuck you, whatever. Two souped-up cars. They're dragging a bank vault behind it, and then it has a fucking whodunit reveal at one point. That if, if you've never seen it, it will you'll be like, "Holy fuck!" Like I thought this movie was this, and then they did this twist. Oh my god! Like it's got a, it's got a, it's a whole thing going on, and a, some of it's Gal Gadot in a bikini. Some of it is The Rock just putting people through walls. We all know how much I love when a strong guy choke slams another man through a wall oh he's choke slamming people uh 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 fucking paul walker rest in peace he's trying to do jujitsu on like vin diesel and vin diesel's like fuck your jujitsu i'm roided up but then he thinks he's roided up but then hobbs walks in the room and like bitch you ain't got nothing on hobbs dom uh fast five i mean i mean i remember going to see this and when you saw it in the movie theater, it was Fast Five Rio. In later years, they've kind of dropped the Rio just to kind of leave it as the Fast Five. But, I mean, I remember seeing it in the movie theater by myself in Flagstaff. 
and just being like, holy shit, like a child who can't sit still in their seat. That was me in the last third of that movie, dude. It is so, it is so fucking good. Fast Five is so good. So fucking good. Great cars, hot women, buff-ass, oily-ass dudes. Yes, that is my shit. If you ever want to know what's that guy all about, like if I'm walking down the street, and two beautiful hmm. super, two beautiful supermodels are on the other side of the road. And they're like, see that I wonder guy what with, makes that guy tick. See that guy with the shirt that's a little size too small, and his belly is way too big for his body. See that guy over there, yeah, whose face got so fat that his mouth and his eyebrows disappeared. You see that motherfucker over there? What's he all about? I wonder what that sweaty so, ginger's into. Then there'll be a fairy that floats by their ear, and it'll just be like, "That's fine, really." <laughs> and then they'll be like, "I get it." Because I'm complex, just like Fast Five. Ooh. Yeah. Wow, you're selling me. I never got past two. Oh, fuck, man. That's your problem, dude. You got to go one, four, five, and then stop. Maybe six. If you want to see Gina Carano, go six. But, uh, you know, I don't know where your tax dollars go. All right, what's next for you? I have... Uh, staying in the in the Edgar Wright ballpark, I have the Cornetto trilogy. You can okay. you can you move them around in any order, really. But probably, if I'm going to reach for any one of them, it's going to be Hot Fuzz. I think that's the best of the bunch. Even though they're all all they all make my list. Yeah, so I'm embarrassed because I said Simon Pegg when I meant Edgar Wright. But yeah, for me, it's it would be uh, the world's end just because I yeah. love my I love my friends and I love alcohol. So for me, and I hate cops. So for <laughs> me, it would be the world's end. Defund the police, but <laughs> but yeah, I mean they're all good movies. I don't think I've seen Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead nearly as many times as I've seen The World's End. But, I've seen uh, Hot Fuzz. It might be the movie I've seen the most on my list. God damn, I love that movie. What is it about it? Like, is it the absurdity of it? The the timing? Because it's good timing. Like, I, I like the fact that his Simon Pegg character, maybe that's what I've drawn to. He's just manic. He's like me. He wants everyone to be happy. He wants everyone to have fun. He wants to be the center of attention. Right. Very, I'm very Simon Pegg. That that's that's right him movie. in Sean and World's End. Yeah. Yes. But um, even in even in Hot Fuzz, he's like, I'm the hot shit cop. You guys all suck. Uh, well, it, I no. He's, he's the elitist, right? He's no. Elitist. He's the he's the uptight by the uh, book cop. I don't uh, think he has feelings about things one way or the other in that regard. Yeah, no, uh, it's great. Check it out. Yeah, I love my favorite part of that movie, and I, like I said, I've only seen it once or twice. Is uh, when uh, Simon Pegg is essentially trampolining over the fences, and then uh, the bigger guy just punches through the fence. And yeah, Ned Frost just runs through it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like that's like a uh, that's that that's like a story of my life. I feel like I've been in those scenes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He gets the call about the missing swan. <laughs> What's your name? P.S. Staker? Piss Taker? Come on. 
Okay, you could describe the swan. Uh, it's got a, it's got a yellow beak, long neck. It, it's a swan. Um, it's great. Other stuff. than so, for those of us who haven't watched a lot of the Cornetto trilogy, other than the cast and filmmaker, does is there a does something tie them together? Is there an overarching storyline no. or is there a thematic thing? No. It's just, it's just the same group of friends making made three movies. Yeah. Yeah. Might be wondering why we call them the Andes because they're all named Andrew. And talking to them is an uphill battle. Yeah, I got to revisit those. Uh, so but, good. Uh, man, the world's end is my jam. I should have put that on my list. I did not put that on my list. And it would bridge my list between action and comedy. Because mm. there's some straight up good action kung fu in the world's end, as in not fuzz. Shaun of the Dead, I don't remember, I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. Or if I did, I, what? Was, fucking, I was fucking hammered. I don't remember it. Good stuff. Story of my um, life. It's probably a Thursday night. Yeah, it's. it's eh. Yeah, there's probably more heart in Sean than in the other two, but uh, oh, so they're all they're they're so good. Hey, Edgar Wright is just a fucking master filmmaker. Those movies are just so. E- even if you watched with the sound off and you didn't hear any of the jokes, they're so fucking fun to watch. Uh, all right, well, let's go to one that might not have made your list, but I think we all think might be one of the best movies of the last decade. My best movie of the last decade mm. uh, is Fury Road, I think. Uh, Ooh, that's a good one, yeah. I had I had no expectations because I didn't love Mad Max the way a lot of people either said they did or claimed they did. I feel like that's a lot of people who are like, I'm cool because I like Mad Max. Uh, but... When this movie came out, it was, I think it blew everyone away with how good it was. Like it, it, uh, and so even when it, even when I went to see it, I was prepared to not enjoy it as much because everyone said how, everyone was telling me how much, how much I should like it. So Mm. I'm like, you guys don't know anything because you guys love the fucking Book of Boba Fett. So I can't trust you bitches on anything, right? Uh, but then I went and saw it and it exceeded, it exceeded what people told me I should have expected from it and exceeded, exceeded my personal interest in it. Uh, this might be the movie I've watched most in the last like five years. I mean, I've watched it before they even came out with a black and white version. I watched it on my TV with the color all the way saturated. Like I watched a black and white version before it was cool. Like Cause Reddit uh, told you to do that. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it, it is, it's a, it's almost a perfect movie. And people who said it didn't do enough to explain shit are people who don't know how shit works in real life because nothing is ever explained. So all you need is action, baby. What do you need that you didn't get? Yeah. That movie gave you everything you need. I don't need a fucking motivation from this dude. No, the it, those fun. are all people that that are the book of Boba Fett fans that need their hand held through everything. That need the characters to tell you exactly what you're seeing on screen. Yeah, the fact that yeah, people are like, oh, he barely talks. Yeah, it's it, you watch him. It's not a novel. I can understand if this was a novel 
you'd be like, man, I don't know what the fuck was going on because it was two pages long. Oh but yeah, there's there, there's something something happened, and so like he's traumatized, and that's the way he is. I have the information I need to know, yeah, to enjoy this story that I'm looking at. Yeah, I just love it. Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy's Max Rakowski. Uh, the fact that he's like a badass, but then also gets panicked, gets nervous. You know, like he's fidgety. He's like that's what I like. That is everything. That's storytelling to me. Like he's not as badass as you think. He panics. He worries. You know, but yeah, it, it's not that he's a badass. I mean, he's that's not that's not a character trait. That's that's an observation that somebody on the outside makes. He's just been doing a thing for so long that the only thing he's programmed for is to survive. In in spite of anything else that he might be feeling. Yeah, it's just uh yeah, I think we've talked we talked about it when the movie came out cuz this podcast has been going on for a while. Uh Ugh. but yeah, it is it is some might say too long. I don't god, I hope it's not you. Um it would take it would take something special for a movie to come out to replace how how high I put this movie on my perch. Of, I mean, it's it's up there with True Romance, which I fell in love with in the fucking in like 1991. So it it you know it would take a lot to replace this movie as one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it's damn near perfect. I I, I am upset with myself for not putting it on my list. We just um, talked about it last week. It came up in conversation last week. It is one of those things that I don't think is just a movie. It's almost like an experience. It's, it, it's sitting down and, and watching it is like going on a carnival ride or something. Yeah, it's not a movie. Like if I came across it, you know, on like FXM or whatever, like I, I, if I was on Hulu surfing the channels, I would not start watching it in the middle. Like a Harry Potter movie, I'll start watching with like 20 minutes left or whatever. But I would never watch this movie. I would always have to restart it from the beginning. Like I, if I mm. saw it and I was like, oh, shit, I should watch that. I'll go pull out the, the Blu-ray or I'll, I'll search for it digitally. Like I would never watch yeah. this halfway through. Uh, th- I think it uh, – yeah, I, I can get that. I think more so than watching it not from the top – um, I would say you can't watch it on network TV because of the commercial breaks. Yeah, the movie all is tension. all about the relentless momentum. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm going to call my penis from now on. I'm going to get a tattoo that says relentless momentum. I keep <laughs> trying to show it to the kid and he just doesn't have any interest. Uh, like he's going to want to know what it's about. Yeah, this movie is for... Uh, fucking watch it. This movie is for people who love good storytelling. And if you're not ready to learn good storytelling or witness yeah. good storytelling, um, I don't know what to I'm, tell I'm going to have to clockwork orange him with Fury Road. There you go. That's the way to go. What's next on your list? Uh, this is another movie in the same vein as Fury Road, and that's Aliens 
which is it's 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 the same sort of construction. It's pedal to the metal, start to finish. You you grab the viewer by the balls and you do not let go for two hours. If I could uh, show a screenshot, I swear to God, Aliens is right under Furry Road on my list. I love uh, Furry Road. Yeah. So my note is, I'll just stay my note and then we'll continue talking about your notes. My note is, I still stand by Alien being the better movie, but Aliens is the better watch. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, man, I, maybe I just haven't seen alien uh enough with my with my mature eyes um maybe i I saw it too young and just sort of wrote it off as not being as cool as aliens because that's it it feels like alien would be in my wheelhouse well to be fair alien is not as cool as aliens if you're using the word cool sure i I, but but like Yeah, talking about like all the shit that I like, like when yeah. I talk about it follows. I mean, I like the slow burn, atmospheric horror stuff. Yeah, and that's what that is. But I don't, I don't revere it the same way as a lot of other people do. If you and I ever get to do a show again, you know, we'll 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 go down. We'll do con bar. People will ignore us. You know, that's what they do. Yeah. And then we'll go, we'll go up, we'll smoke a J, and we'll put on Alien. And we'll have a moment, a shared moment. Uh, but yeah, Aliens is such a better, it's a much more enjoyable watch. Like, because Alien, you're like, at least I'm like, oh shit, shit's about, something's about to pop off, I know it's going to happen. You know, you're, you're on pins and needles where Aliens, they're like, they're fucking Marines and they're going to fuck shit up. Like, yeah. I can hear the, the sound effect of the 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 fire the the weapon fire in alien that like that i can hear it perfectly in my ear right now of those dudes just unloading i can hear like you know the sergeant telling them fucking yeah yeah, bill paxton oh it's so fucking good uh that was that was james cameron at the height of his powers before he lost his mind yeah, <laughs> you know he he had just, he he had gotten that movie because Terminator, yeah, was such another, a success. Another great movie. Yeah. yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Now we're waiting for a movie. Like I saw a thing today. Uh, something was announced. I don't want to. It doesn't matter. Something was announced about Avatar. Not the movies, but man, you know, I don't give a tie, shit. Tie-in shit. And I thought to myself. I don't think there's not only do I not give a shit about Avatar, I hate Avatar. Like it's a franchise that I can't stand and want nothing to do with. You know, luckily they want nothing to do with me either. So it's not a position I'm ever gonna have to be in. But I just it it's so George Miller made Fury Road in like his fifties or sixties after making Babe. And then James Cameron is now making Avatar movies. Like, come the fuck on, dude. James Cameron should be doing some hardcore sci-fi shit, not fucking 12 feet tall basketball playing fucking purple aliens, man. What the fuck? He let us down. I don't know. What was Avatar? 2010? 2012? Jesus Christ. 2008? I don't know. It was like a decade ago at least. 
Now, is Avatar problematic? Because you're is a, it a, just white savior fiction? Probably. Oh, because when you say is it problematic, my immediate answer is like, yeah, it sucks. But you're talking about <laughs> culturally, is right. it problematic? Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, yeah, we're gonna take some white people. Yeah, Jack, Johnny Johnny mnemonic them into your world. Last of the Mohicans dances make your with world wolves. better. Yeah. Fuck that franchise and fuck that movie. It is so bad. It's so bad. Nothing makes me happier than the fact that an Avengers movie uh, knocked that bitch down a peg or two. I don't know what the current thing is, but fuck Avatar. Um, but yeah, I think we both agree Aliens is a – for me, it might be a top top five movie for sure in any category. If I could only take five films onto a yes. desert island, Aliens might be one of them. Yeah. Ahead of Alien, which I agree Agreed. I think it's a better movie. Um, next for me is the last of my uh, action movies, but it leans into comedy. It's what we mm. call a crossover, it's and it's something that shit. came to me. Something that came to me this morning. I was thinking about what do I just love watching that I haven't uh-huh. seen in a bit, but I think hits on a lot of different levels. And it's a uh, smoke and aces. Rush hour. Oh, smoke and aces. I think <laughs> rush hour. Uh, I think Smoke and Aces hits on a lot of different levels. It's comedic. It's got great action. It's uh, got a big cast of characters. Ben Affleck, Chris Pine, Common, one of the handsomest men on the planet, Common, uh, Ryan Reynolds, slightly less handsome, uh, Alicia Keys, Andy Garcia. My wife loves Andy Garcia. Uh, Ray Liotta, uh, Chibs from Sons of Anarchy, Tommy Flanagan. Like the cast is fucking nuts. It's just a fucking smoke and aces is like uh, it came out like 15 years after Pulp Fiction when they were finally able to do movies like Pulp Fiction again. And they're like, let's do smoke and aces. And I'm like, I'm here for that shit. That is Jeremy, out of left field, Paul. I was Jer- not an- expecting that one. Jeremy Piven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jeremy Piven. Oh, I think it's problematic now, but who gives a shit? Uh, smoke and aces is fucking great. Did you already say Alicia Keys? I did. I mean, I think it's a uh, it's a uh, Taraji Taharaj. I'm sorry, Taraji P Henson. I think I butchered that name. At one point, unleashes a 50 cal from one high rise to another high rise. Like that is good movies. I don't give a <laughs> shit what you say. When when a five foot six woman or five five woman unleashes a 50 cal to level a floor of a hotel, that's good fucking filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Joel, yeah. Academy Award winner, I think. Joel Edgerton, Edgerton plays like a Russian fucking dumb skull in it. Like it's, it's fucking nuts. It's nuts. He has like a salad bowl haircut. Like it is, it is a fucking movie that is insane. Joe Carnahan. No, okay, now, 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 this is, now this is comfort movie zone. Yes. Yeah, we are definitely getting into. I want to see some fucked up shit, and this movie is going to give me fucked up shit. I mean, Chris Pine is like a trio of brothers who are like, don't wear shirts, and they like, like they look like they're cannibals. And this is after he did like Star Trek and shit. Like, this is not an unknown Chris Pine. Like, that's what I love about this movie. These actors who ha- are known big name actors are just want to be in this insane fucking movie because 
It's it it ticks all the boxes of why they wanted to make movies, right? Fun. Like I, I like if I was gonna be an actor to make movie, I want to make a fun movie. I want to be on set with fun people. I want to party while I'm there. I assume this was a fucking uh, Bacchanal esque party going on while they filmed this movie. Like this movie is for actors who want to make movies and people who like to watch movies. Smoke and Aces. I'm gonna say the phrase again. Ticks all those boxes. Yeah, I love it. Tigs all those boxes. It's like a less violent Lucky Number Eleven, where it's on rewatch. You can just rewatch it. You know, it's good. I don't know that one. Whatever. What, I thought what are you your... were gonna go like whole nine yards or something with action comedy. What are you... What are your What are your personal thoughts on Smoke and Aces? I don't think anything of it. I don't. I think maybe I've seen part of it. Oh my god! It's it's a movie. It's a it's a movie with a ton of known actors, and Ryan Reynolds is the straight guy. Think about that. Ryan Reynolds plays the normal dude. Yeah, I'm happy you like it though. All right. So what's next on your list? On my list. It, I don't know if this was immediately following aliens in his, his uh, oeuvre. Abyss? Oh, no, but that would go too. Terminator 2! Yeah, I have a oh, Terminator. man, the practical stunt extravaganza. I don't, I don't know if I've told this story about my Terminator 2 story, but I went and saw it in a place where there was only one. Oh, did you see Terminator 2 in public? Yeah, it was only. I was behind one. Terminator 2 in line at Starbucks once. Okay, you go first. <laughs> I'm sorry. What does that mean? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I thought like you got a Everybody's telling their Grant Morrison stories. Oh, I thought like Robert Patrick was in front of you at a no. Starbucks once or something. No, I uh, I went to see it on base. So there was one theater. I mean, it's big. When you, when you saw movies on Camp Butler in Okinawa, Japan, in the early nineties, it was a it was a movie theater, but it it was also like a theater theater. So it could seat like fifteen hundred people. So on opening night of a big movie, you were watching the movie with like fifteen hundred other people. And so when I went to go see it, the movie, the line was wrapped around, like it was wrapped around the giant building. So we were in line for like an hour and a half just to get in. And then when I got in, I think it was rated PG-13 or R. I'm gonna I think PG-13. it's R. So maybe it was R. And so like they wouldn't let me in to see it. But then they had a phone right by the thing. And so you could call your parent. Because everything on a military base is you're just the property of your father or, or your mother if she's the one that's enlisted. So you're just the property of someone else. So I just called and the phone rang at home and my dad answered the phone and they had to get his verbal permission to let me see Terminator 2. What a world. What a uh, time. But I, yeah, I, I saw that movie with like over a thousand other people and everyone lost their shit. And I was young enough to where, like, I didn't really know that much about Terminator. So I was just along for the ride. I didn't have any preconceptions. It was a great yeah, experience. I, yeah. This is 92, 
91? Something like that. Um, so at this point, I probably definitely had not seen Terminator. Um, yeah. You didn't have your Kyle Reese experience. Yeah, and I didn't have uh I didn't have the context of the first movie to have the twist of the second movie really impact me that much. But goddamn. It, it, every scene in this movie is a gem and I love every moment of it. Uh, every I'm super impressed by like every action set piece. You're flying the the fucking helicopter after them in the the police van down the road. The helicopter, a real fucking helicopter, is like flying under freeway overpasses and ramming into the back of this van. And when he's chasing them in the the semi truck and they're in the pickup truck and. Arnold's obviously stunt double, but climbs out of the cab of the pickup truck, runs across the bed, runs up on top of the hood of the semi, and just starts shooting a machine gun into the cab of the semi truck. God damn, is that awesome. Fucking hell. And my, my, like, as much as my kid loves all of the Marvel movies and shit, he'll, he'll never know. That there, there's such a visceral quality to all of the in-camera stuff. Just knowing, yeah, that it, it's it's being done by a person. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Prior to Jurassic Park, if you watched a movie, you knew they were doing. There's no way they weren't doing that. And then after Jurassic Park, up until like, literally like five six years ago, you could tell they were on a green screen. Now you can't even tell they're on a green screen, but yeah, there was something about watching action movies in the late eighties, early nineties to where you're like, Oh, some, some crazy motherfucker like did that. Like that shit happened. It wasn't a, an effect, you know, like that yeah. shit was nuts. They drove a helicopter or a, a motorcycle out of a third floor window and had a dude jump onto a helicopter. That, that was just a day they had while shooting. Yeah, but that coward probably had a fucking parachute in case he missed. Yeah, I am sure there were wires somewhere, but they didn't even paint out the wires, you know? So the wire had to be so Wait. slight to be imperceptible on film. Wait, are we talking about cliffhanger now? Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, like uh, not that long ago, maybe like the, right before the pandemic. Yes, the January before the pandemic finally hit. So in other parts of the world, we were already in a pandemic. But January 2020, I want to say, I was in Albuquerque to do the world's worst comic convention. And um, across from the bar, we're trying to figure out like where to go next. So we're at the bar, the hotel bar, just having a drink to figure out what cool bar, because downtown Albuquerque, I don't want to hear shit. It's a cool spot. Uh, what bar are we going to go to? And across the bar from me is a disheveled Eddie Furlong, just on his phone he's either he's either on an app where you got to swipe some direction or just on instagram just moving his thumb drinking and i'm like where the fuck did that like where did that go wrong for like a decade you were in the biggest movie of all time maybe even longer maybe until avatar terminator 2 or no until titanic 
I think Terminator 2 was up there before Titanic. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, man. I don't know. But it was one of the biggest movies of all time. Yeah. And you were in it. Not to mention Pet Cemetery 2. And then American so History you, X. Yeah. So now you're in the lobby of the hotel across from the convention center. And someone like me is chuckling saying, hey, there's Eddie Furlong over there. Instead of saying like, oh, my God, that's Eddie. Fur-. Like there's a big something happened, right? To where this motherfucker with two thumbs pointing at himself is either going, oh, my God, that's Eddie Furlong or, hey, that's Eddie Furlong. It's a big career difference. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It is unfortunate because if Elijah Wood can have a career, why can't Eddie Furlong have a career? You know, they're the same dude, pretty much. You know, they both are the same height as me. A little thinner. Same guy. Uh, A little thinner. Uh, Yeah, I didn't even, I haven't thought about T2 in a while. And it's probably something I would skip over if I came across it. But there's no doubt. There's no. There's no doubt in saying at at its time it was a seminal movie. It, yeah, and nobody does sequels better than James Cameron. It, he made his career. So off of it. maybe there's hope for the Avatar sequel. Maybe he'll do something interesting. I. But the problem. Yeah. Whatever. This isn't an Avatar show. That's. Uh, those are the only two uh, Cameron films I put on my list. Sometimes our podcast is long enough to be an Avatar show. Uh, so next on my list, I'm now switching to comedies. The rest of mine is either mm. comedies or mm-hmm. there's an animated movie in here that I guess technically could be an action comedy. But Cool World. Uh, don't get me started. It's not movies that I want to – that get me hard. It's not those kind of – that's not the list of movies we're doing. No, so uh, it's not Fern Gully. Twin. <laughs> It's not five will goes west. 22 Jump Street. I will watch 22 Jump Street every single fucking time it comes across my feed, no matter where it is in the movie. If there's two minutes left, the ending of 22 Jump Street is better than 90% of comedies made today. The credits of 22 Jump Street might be a better movie than most movies. Uh, Just far superior, by the way, to 21 Jump Street, the movie, not the TV show. That's different Hmm. conversation. But 21 Jump Street, the comedy, it's all right. 22 Jump Street is like a fucking, it's like 21 Jump Street, they learned how to paint in water, watercolors. And then 22 Jump Street, they're like, look, bitch, we learned oils. And they just did all, it's just, it's magic. 22 Jump Street is one of my favorite comedies of all time. Channing Tatum, uh, what's his name? Jonah Hill. Ice Cube. Jesus Christ. Can that guy not do anything? He does everything amazing. <laughs> Mr. Cube. Uh, it's, it has the single greatest comedic scene I've ever seen ever in a movie. And it's when Ice Cube... Oh, spoiler alert. It's when Ice Cube finds out that Jonah Hill is fucking his daughter. It is the best scene in the history of fucking movies. And it's only be funny because Ice Cube knows that someone who looks like Jonah Hill should not be fucking his daughter. That's why it's funny. Some people might say it's funny because he's older and she's still in college. That's not why it's funny. It's funny because someone who looks like Jonah Hill should not be fucking a hot chick that is Ice Cube's daughter. I love this movie so much. I love that Kurt Russell's son is in it. It's He's perfect in it. The, the white comedian at the end who beats the fuck out of Jonah Hill in a hotel room in, the, in Cancun. She's great. It's a... 
fucking this movie's fucking awesome. I wish I could I wish I could watch it right now. <laughs> I will put it on my list. You've never seen it? I've never seen either of them, no. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Oh my god! I would say there's some jokes that carry over. So, see in Twenty One Jump Street, there is one scene that they it carries over. But the whole joke of why it's Twenty Two Jump Street is because they had to move across the street. That's <laughs> fucking. It's, it's so fucking good, man! It is. <laughs> such a good that's such a good reason for the sequel to be called 22 jump street <laughs> so they had to move across the fuck <laughs> holy fucking shit oh. but yeah uh, uh the the other franco is in the first movie and his he makes a cameo in the second and so it pays off i guess to watch the first one before the second one and also the end of the first movie 21 jump street has a cameo from uh, uh, Dom DeLuise's son. Can't think of his name right now, but he was in the TV show. Dom DeLuise Jr.? And uh, Johnny Depp. So they make a camp Spoiler alert again. They make a cameo in the first one. So there's a couple scenes in the first one that make it worthwhile, but the second one is a fucking... It is a... It is a it's, it's a fucking... It's comedic fucking gold. I swear to God. Uh, okay, we can move on because you've never seen them. But I swear to God, put them on your fucking list, man. All right, Jesus Christ, I know what to get you for Christmas. Uh, what's next on your list? Uh, I don't know. I I guess this might be where my list starts running out of steam. Yes, same Z's, same. Um, it, it, it from here maybe we should just shotgun Rapid shit fire. to the end. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got Infinity War slash Endgame. I could just, I, I think those two movies. Okay, there, there's a uh, a handful of movies that I define as infinitely rewatchable. It's mm, many of the MCU movies I would put in that category. I put those two, Civil War. I really like Age of Ultron, even though other people shit on it. Uh, I almost put Winter Soldier on my list, but I couldn't do it. Ragnarok. Uh, yeah, I, I just movies that I think fit this category. Harry Potter from Azkaban on. All of those movies are infinitely rewatchable. Um, yeah. Yeah, the only reason I didn't put either of those two, uh, Endgame or uh, Infinity War, on my list is there are parts of both movies that I wish I could skip, and I don't want to put a movie on my list. Like I don't give a fuck okay, about them. Going, sure. I don't give a fuck about them going back in time in Endgame. I hated. Oh, I, hate, I love it. I hate that. It's it's cheating. Oh, I love it. It's fucking applesauce. It's the worst. Oh. Um, you're crazy. There's no cinnamon either. Applesauce without cinnamon. Go fuck yourself. Uh, Infinity War, I guess, is a more complete movie. But the last act of Endgame, I think, might be MCU at its peak. It might be. It might be action cinema, superhero cinema at its peak. So it's hard to deny uh, Endgame as like a movie. I just hate the fact. I hate time travel bullshit. Even though I love it in comics, I hate it in on film. 
Oh, I, I generally hate it, but I, I think in, infinite, infinity, infinity, infinity war is super it. tight and it's, it's That's a crisp movie. It's uh, it, it plows ahead. It's great. And Endgame is, uh, I know we bag on fan service a lot, but that's earned fan service. It, 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 that's what I was going to say. It earned every second of sort of meandering about and just being with people. Yes. Yeah. So whatever, whatever uh, cameos you're going to see in Spider-Man's three or Dr. Strange, those aren't earned. <laughs> Spider-Man's three. Endgame is earned. Uh yeah, I don't have any MCU movies on me. Let me just rub through uh, another real quick one that I think we both agree is fantastic. Sure. Uh, the Incredibles. It's the best comic book oh, movie, wow. I think. I think as a one and done, I think it's the best comic book movie. Pixar didn't earn anything with that movie for you? Uh, well, they didn't earn Incredibles 2, which when I watched it, I loved it. But uh, we did a podcast about it. It was essentially a rehash. Uh but no, I mean, I was when my kids were little. This is a Pixar movie for me. Every other Pixar movie is Pixar movie for kids that adults like. This movie, I think, was made for the thirty-year-old comic book fan. It wasn't made for the child. So most Pixar movies go the other way. It's made for kids; adults can love it. This movie mm-hmm. was made for adults; kids can love it. Um, yeah, I still think the the first Incredibles movie is spot on. Maybe the best. You're, you're never going to make a Fantastic Four movie better than that, and you're never going to make just a straight one-and-done superhero movie better than that. Where you introduce the characters, introduce the characters, introduce the world, tell a story, wrap it up. It is a perfect superhero movie for me. It's good. It's the, it's the only animated movie on my list. It's the only animated movie, animated movie I'll watch anytime it's on. Cool. Where's my Where's my super suit, woman? That might have, might have been racist. Not as racist. Not as what? It's not as bad as what you just said. Uh, okay, what's next on your list? Uh, I've got the jerk. I think the jerk is a great comedy, uh, and I don't know. It um, it just it makes me feel good whenever I watch it. It's, I don't know. It's right in my wheelhouse, comedy okay. wise. Yeah. So it's yeah. I it, I can't say anything bad about it. It's uh, I don't know. It, it just thinking about it makes me smile. He hates yeah. these cans. Just it, it, it. Steve Martin was, um, is. Uh, he, the precursor to Will Ferrell, where yeah. it, he's it, he's he can sell sincerity very well. So yeah, it, I yeah, you just totally believe everything, and it's great, it's just great, fucking great. I, I I I still reference it all the time when talking about things. Like, all I need is this remote. And this lamp. All right. my Yes, I agree. My next two movies fill that same void for me. 
uh, as far as uh, sorry, got a little far away from the mic there. We'll, uh, we'll fix that in post with new producer. Uh, I'm gonna lump in though Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Weird Science into okay. movies. They're just comfort. It's like a warm fucking blanket. Both these movies. I mean, real in reality, I should hate Ferris because he's a fucking snob. He uses his friends. He's kind of a shitty person. Uh, but just it's just a great movie. It, the, I mean, that and Weird Science to me are just like great fucking like just like Weird Science is like, hey man, we're gonna get as fucking far out of what you think we're gonna do as possible. Like we're gonna have a shit monster at one point, and you're just gonna buy into it and love it. And by the way, that's the same time as Alien. So Bill Paxton <laughs> went from like aliens to fucking Chet, you know, like in the same year. Um, but just those two movies are just those are like a bowl of soup when you're not feeling well, or just like a hug from your nana when you need a hug from your nana. They're great. I mean, you can put any uh, any uh, John Hughes films in here, but those two, those it's, two don't have a lot of deeper meaning. It's just a fun, sure. warm and movie. I think that it, you may or may not agree with this take. Um, it it may be like the same effects like Ghostbusters has for me is where you see it at a young enough age where superficially you're into it and you get like the lowbrow stuff. But the older you get, you keep finding new jokes because you have more life experience and uh, your your tastes change. And it's funny for different reasons. Yeah, like Ferris Bueller, like he picks he he takes advantage of Cameron and what Cameron can offer as far as his friendship goes. And he takes advantage of it. And then as I get older, I realize like, oh, I'm Cameron. Like I'm so <laughs> desperate to be a friend to somebody that I'll let people take advantage of me or I'll let myself be taken advantage of mm. to just be, to just have fun and hang out with these people. Uh, yeah. Like, I, yes. And then weird science. I mean, who the fuck doesn't want to create a smoking hot woman in leotards plus nuclear weapons at the same fucking time in their Chicago suburb. Who doesn't want to be the fucking, you know, Ferris Bueller, who doesn't want to be the sausage king of Chicago? Like all of this shit is just, it's, it's so well, like nuanced and well written. It's just so well done. Uh, who doesn't want to turn their fucking asshole brother into a pile of shit? Like it's, or just drive a Ferrari, drive the hot girl home in a Ferrari because that's all she cares about, right? Like that movie, The End of Weird Science, she doesn't like you because you're you. I mean, kind of she does, but you're also still driving her home in a fucking Lamborghini, I think it was, not a Ferrari, maybe a Ferrari. But yes. You could be the nicest guy in the world. If you ask her to get into your fucking, uh, you know, uh, Chevy spirit, she's not going to fucking want to hang out with you after that. Um, so, yeah, good movies. Uh, I have two left on my list, and they're, okay. both, they're both personal things. Do you have any personal things on your list? I don't know. What do you mean by personal things? I guess this whole list is personal, but uh, yeah. not not great movies and not something I would – like if I was not something I would brag about to other people, but inside I love these movies for for personal reasons, not for any other reason. Like they hit me at a time in my life. Those kind of re those kind of reasons. Uh, now, probably not. I have one that you would probably scoff at, but I don't feel like guilty about it or anything. 
I'm no. the one that I have all time in the world. Okay. Uh, I, okay. Then I, I'm just going to give you my favorite Val Kilmer movie, which is Top Secret. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, my God. I think I confused that with the movie that had Mitch Gaylord where he's doing gymnastics in the forest. Jim Cotta? <laughs> Mitch Gaylord. talking about <laughs> gymnastics yeah. in the forest yeah i think mitch gaylord was in an action movie where he did he did gymnastics in a forest he had a high bar mounted between two trees in like fucking michigan or something <laughs> how do you not know this movie anyways it's two different two completely different movies everyone loves top secret uh i don't think i've ever watched top secret that's oh, so good Obviously, he's a high school genius who's a spy. Is it like a real it, genius? Am I confusing them? No, he's he's um, a, a pop star. That um, what's the uh, the undercover agency for the Allies in World War Two? I don't remember now. But they oh. they they send a Nazi Germany to uh, rescue. Uh, a scientist but he's like he's like a 1950s beach boy type pop yeah. star in world war ii it doesn't make any fucking sense yeah it's like the airplane of world war ii movies it's absurdist it's satire. it is it is yeah he has a a, a beach boys parody song called skeet shooting usa or they're all just surfing and skeet shooting with shotguns it's beautiful i love this movie <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen it. I watched the Val documentary, which I talked about a few episodes ago, and he talked about that. Like, I think he turned down a famous role to go shoot Top Secret. Uh, but good for him. Why not? Yeah, so good. He made uh, me happy. Uh, here's one of my personal ones. Uh, Empire Records, which I'm mm. sure you've maybe People like this once. movie. I worked in a record store in the 90s, and it's one of those things, when I talk to people who also worked in record stores, it's super close to what it was actually like to work in a record store. Like, it's very, it's almost like a docu, it's almost like a drama documentary thing. Like, it's, we all knew the girl who was unhappy and shaved her head in the bathroom. We all had a Rex Manning day where some asshole came in to do an in-store that you didn't give a fuck about, but you had to cater to. Like, it was a very real experience for people who worked in a record store yeah i i'm sure that that's the that's your personal movie that's uh but also, i mean, I mean it, it, it always struck me as like a a more mainstream higher budget clerks yeah but it has more depth than clerks that's well, not hard correct it's got a rory cochran who i like it's got a uh uh, uh steven tyler's daughter Liv tyler it's got a, a pre-Oscar winning uh, Zene, Z Renee Zellweger in it. Zene Relweger. It's got Ethan Embry being manic because that's his whole oh, career. Yeah. He's, he's manic. It's got Anthony LaPlaglia playing drums. Get on it. It's got, it's got the girl from The Craft, Rachel something. Rachel Tenney. She's on, the, she's, on, uh, she's on Handmaid's Tale. Rachel something on Handmaid's Tale. She's in it. She's the girl who shaves her head. In the bathroom. Hmm. Uh, I wish I had better notes, but I don't. Uh, yeah, it just really hit a okay. hit a hit a thing for me. And then I'll go into my last one. And if you have another one, sure. we'll go to that. No, go. Uh, 
So spring break of my senior year, I might have talked about this on the pod before, but after 240 episodes, who knows? Uh, spring break, senior year, a bunch of buddies of mine went and got a essentially like a duplex of hotel rooms on the beach at this uh, on-base beach resort. So it's for military members and their families, kind of like the bank. Uh, but everything is under your, my dad's name. So I had to rent the rooms under my dad's name. So basically, if you broke a window, my dad's mm-hmm. getting charged for that window. Like, So I'm sweating balls the whole time we're there, right? Because my dad got, got us these duplex of rooms. But they had a they had a video. This is way before children. They had a video. Before spinner. kids. Yes, but also you had to go rent videos, right? So you had to go rent VHSs. Yeah. From their little store, if you want, because every room had a, v- okay, had a sure. every room had a VCR player. So we went to the thing to rent movies, and nothing looked good except. So I married an axe murderer. At that point, I hadn't seen it, but I knew who Mike Myers was. Right. So I rented how I met an axe murderer, and for forty-eight straight hours that we were in that beach, those two beach rooms, that movie went from one VHS player to the next. <laughs> And just rewound and played for 48 straight hours while oh, all we did kind. all we did was grill meat and drink beer. So I think over at 18, I was eight, I was an 18-year-old at who who his the woman I loved was also in the same resort, just in a different part of the resort. So I was a lovelorn 18-year-old who must have drank between 50 and 80 beers in the course of 48 hours. But every time I went in the house on one or the other TV, So I Married an Axe Murderer was playing. So this might be the movie I've seen most of any movie ever in the history of my I might have seen this movie like 50 times at this point in my life. And it's never not funny. When Mike Mike Myers is playing his Scottish grand, uh, Scottish dad, young man him to get his giant fucking head out of the way of the TV. What a match. <laughs> Head move. It's always <laughs> fucking. This movie is always funny. It loses it towards the end when again Lapaglia, going back to the AL, Lapaglia is flying the plane. You kind of lose it at the end there when it becomes like a weird non-comedy. But for the first two thirds of this movie, so I married an axe murderer. It's it's obviously the height of Michael Myers's career <laughs> as far as comedic value. Uh, but. Whenever I see it, it makes me think of my group of friends I've known since I was like 13. You know, we would all just we push. It's it's so weird to think about now. But when we got into these hotel rooms, we pushed the two beds together. Right. So that you could have like eight people just sitting on a bed watching a movie, drinking, whatever. So the whole weekend was just like it was almost like a, a clothed orgy of drinking and watching so I married an axe murderer because there were way more people. Like you were just sharing beds with rando people. Like no one cared about pillows or sanitation. It was just like, hey man, is there two? In- is there a foot and a half there where I can pass out? Yeah, there is. Come sleep here. It was that. It was a baklanol to bring it back to the beginning of the podcast. Lauren of baklanol. Of just, <laughs> just of just fun. I told myself I wasn't going to giggle this podcast because there's no podcast where one of the hosts, one of the hosts laughed, one of the hosts laughed, one of the hosts laughed, and I thought, how annoying is that to hear the host laugh? It's fucking bullshit. I hate it. Mission accomplished. Uh, but uh, yeah, I loved it. It was just, it's just a warm hug of friendship and innocence, even though we were just boozing and fucking horny as shit. It was still a generally innocent time in my life that I miss, and it was all uh, the center point of this 
whenever I was super hammered and I can only see double, I could always focus on uh, Michael Myers and how I, so I married an axe murderer. So that is my, not the best, not even close to whatever. That is my most heartfelt movie, a movie that I love to death. Uh, did you have anything on your list? Is there something you wanted to say, but you felt too embarrassed to say? Bait, 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 no. pig in the city. No, it's nothing. I felt too embarrassed to say. Uh, but I'm done. No. So you, you, you take uh, over the show, buddy. All right, I'll just machine gun the last of them. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Last Crusade, Jurassic Park. Uh, uh, while we were talking, I wrote down Moneyball because I think it's. I don't know. It's it is one of those movies. It's replaced. Uh, uh, Patriot Games for me is the movie that when I see it like on, I just sit down and watch Jesus it. Jesus Christ. I don't know yeah. why I have, I cannot explain to you. Air Force mm-hmm. One. Oh. <laughs> Air Force One. Uh, I, I I don't know. Uh, I, I think uh, Patriot Games probably reminded me of my dad for some reason because he was into all that, that yeah, sort of shit. fucking percent, yes. Um, yeah. um, I think your dad's Harrison Ford. Uh, yeah, uh, so I wrote that down, and my last one on here is Django Unchained. Because um, I, I think it's it does all the things like all of the other tarantino movies do but i find this one to be intensely satisfying as a watch i gotta rewatch it uh it's got a lot of problematic scenes that makes it hard to rewatch for me just like the point of the scenes i I guess that's true like yeah i mean my favorite movie is hard to rewatch so yeah um would that be your favorite tarantino movie do we have two seconds to decide that? Let's see. Ooh. Um, Mine would easily yeah, be one that I he think didn't direct. So. If I had to choose one that he directed, it'd probably be Kill Bill Part 1. I, I, I think Inglorious Bastards is probably a close second. But yeah. Oh, oh boy. Two Kill Bill movies. Man, it's tough. He's definitely a better writer. Like, my favorite. I mean, I think, I mean, I think True Romance is better than any tarantino movie uh his punch up his script doctoring in the hunt for red october is almost better than most of his movies like he's just a he's so much a better writer yeah he's so much a better writer hunt for red october yeah he did script doctoring on hunt for red october are you fucking kidding me there's a scene in red october where they they talk about a silver surfer comic that is quentin tarantino holy shit yeah Four, room, four rooms. He, I mean, he wrote some of that. I don't know. Maybe I'm now. I'm talking. We live in ass. a world where Sean Connery spoke Quentin Tarantino dialogue. Not Sean Connery. Oh. Uh, Sam uh, Neill. Denzel Washington spoke Sean uh, spoke Quentin Tarantino dialogue. Whoa! Wait a minute. You mean Crimson Tide? Fuck! I mean Crimson Tide. <laughs> yes. Okay. H- him and the uh, lesser of the submarine movies. Him and the uh, him and the uh, Hispanic kid argued about a Silver okay. Surfer issue. Yes, God damn it, Ryan! I know oh. I should have. I know I, I got really stopped. excited. 
I should have stopped the pod way earlier. Because that's I'm another out. Jack Ryan movie that I could sit down and watch. Yeah. Oh, that's the Alec Baldwin Jack Ryan movie. That's Alec right. Baldwin, yes, with Tim Curry playing the Russian guy. Tim Curry and Sam Neill and Sean Connery all playing Russian sailors. Well, they don't. Russia doesn't have their own actors. It's not during it, that time. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like uh, they all give Holly Berry level accent performances. We should have this podcast should be called "You Lost the Thread," and an editor should have ended it <laughs> like four minutes ago in the middle of a sentence. Like a third party should just decide when the podcast ends instead of right. me being an asshole. Tangent the I, podcast. I now have three open containers, and I'm drinking wine out of a bottle because I'm a pro. Um, I have exhausted my list. Yeah, I don't have anything on my list that I didn't already mention. Uh, yeah, I, I thought all those like George Lucas movies and shit, they're kind of just standard. But for me, I mean, they're great. Don't get me wrong, but they're not. I don't give a fuck, man. Jaws is great. I'm not going to throw on Jaws ahead of, uh, you know, whatever the fuck is up here, like, I would throw on Fast Five before I would throw on Jaws and fuck oh you, God. listener. Fuck off, listener. You mean fuck you, co-host? No, I've seen fucking Jaws enough. I don't think I've seen Fast Five enough. That That's my favorite movie of all time. That's number one. Is it infinitely rewatchable, though? It is infinitely rewatchable. I mean, you know what's going to happen. It's end. a masterclass in acting and directing. It's a lot of, it's a lot of yelling and running. Anyway, so that was the last episode of the illustrious gentleman. My OCD will not allow us to end on episode two forty, so uh, we're going to round up to at least three hundred. <laughs> our, <laughs> our, our hologram cover episode. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how was your Pepsi? Why Pepsi? By the way, sometimes I'm a Coke guy. But occasionally I purposely – well, I used to be a Coke guy. Now I'm a Coke Zero guy. I'm trying to get off the sauce. Uh, but when I was a Coke guy, there was a time mm-hmm. in my life where I drank a two-liter of Coke Classic a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a decade. It wasn't that long ago, like a decade ago. But occasionally I would pull the the, the Pepsi out for that sweet hit, mm-hmm. that, little, that little hit that you don't get from a Coke. Coke's a little tart. Pepsi's a little sweet. Yes. Why Pepsi? I, I, it's what's here. I don't know. Okay, it's fine. The best answer. Why Pepsi? Because it's is Pepsi okay? Is is the thing? Because I don't have any Dr Pepper. Is why. Okay, uh, as the one guy, as the the uh, testicle carrying member of this podcast, uh, the Walter Station. By the way, I shouldn't say that. You should be proud if you don't want to drink. What? What? I'm the fucking problem. Uh, Walter, Station, Walter Station. Uh, Walter Station. Walter Station. Just be nice. <laughs> American Amber Ale. Uh, it's good. Again, I love the message. I don't know what this does. Does anyone drink this beer and then tell their their sad neighbor the the number for the suicide prevention hotline? No, that's but it that's the number you call after having too many of them. But it doesn't fucking matter because they're at least trying something. They're doing something. With their time, much like the illustrious gentleman podcast, it's better than nothing. Forty, that's fucking right. Uh, it's an amber ale. I don't know what the fuck you want. I mean, I had a great one. 
Alaskan Amber is the best Amber I've ever had because I thought I was going to die on a plane coming from Seattle to Phoenix, and they served Alaskan Amber, so I love it. Uh, but it's fine. It's good. It's great. Uh, I want to get back to this, so I'm going to rate this because last week I said I started talking about my drink and I didn't yeah. rate it. We just that's what we podcast. do. We rate things. So I'm going like to rate Mark Zuckerberg. This. That's right. I'm going to give your list of movies 4.75 stars. I liked it. Out of 30. This beer out of five is a four. It's great. Mental health is great. I need to spend more time on it. Uh, to donate today, text brew for hope brew the number four H O P E to four, four, three, two, one. I give it a four as well. You want to, I realize, right. yeah, I realize you're on your phone right now. Cause that's professional podcast behavior after 240 episodes. Send us home, Scott, so that I can finish this bottle of wine. I just opened. It's a Zinfandel by the way, white Zinfandel, but it's pink. So I don't know. I got to research this now. Something else I got to do with my day. Why is white Zinfandel pink? All right. Yeah. What are you still doing here? It's over. Go home. 